welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. And uh, a lot of you, if you watch uh, this platform, you know that there is, um, uh, that I have a favorite singer. And uh, <clears throat> I put her right up there with Sade and Anita Baker and, and all the greatest of all time. And her name is Victory Boyd. And Victory isn't just an extraordinary performer. She also has an extraordinary family. And uh, the family has an, uh, a group, uh, Infinity Song, right? Did I say that right? Okay. And uh, and this group uh, came together because they have a father who is just one heck of a leader and a really smart uh, black man. Uh, and uh, and he's he's put all this together. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about Victory and something that I shared with you guys on Instagram recently. Now, Victory, and I'm, I'm going to let her dad uh, break it down for you in more detail, but just to give you the summary, uh, from my perspective, Victory was scheduled to perform this week uh, because she's such a great singer. Uh, she was scheduled to sing the national anthem at that game that many of y'all were watching last night. I know I watched it, the game between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers that the Buccaneers won on the last second field goal. This this um, performance was going to be seen by millions of people all around the world. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, Victory, who's been signed with Rock Nation for a while now, uh, this is going to be this is going to take her career even to an even higher level. And uh, something got in the way. Uh, it had to do with the shot. And I'm not going to say the V word because they're actually centering people who t- who use the V word. But y'all mm-hmm. know what I mean when I talk about the shot. And they just canceled her contract. They canceled the whole thing. And they said that because you won't do this, <clears throat> we won't let you perform. And uh, I thought that was wrong. Many of y'all thought that was wrong. So <clears throat> I had an opportunity to speak today with John Boyd, uh, Victory's father, and he's going to give us uh, more insight into this. So first of all, I'd like to ask my brother, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'd like really? to thank you very much for uh, having me on your program. Right. Well, you know, we're very happy to have you, and uh, and I want everybody to, uh, to type the word Victory in the chat uh, for two reasons. One, to let John and his family know that we are behind them. Uh, so everybody type the word Victory in the chat. Uh, two, uh, well, actually, it's going to be three things. Two, to let them know that you are going to support the artists that you believe in. Victory is one of those people. Their family is B1. They believe in the black community. They are wonderful people. And then three, uh, the word victory is symbolic for the fact that uh, even in times of trouble, uh, strong black people emerge victorious. So victory is going to be the final destination for this whole epic battle. So they don't know who they messing with. So let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Boyd. Uh, can you tell the story in terms of what happened with the NFL uh, take your time and just break it down for us so we know what's going on right with, with all this. Sure. Uh, the facts are pretty straightforward. Uh, this starts with uh, Rock Nation having a special relationship with the NFL. Uh, and I'm sure everybody uh, should know something about that. And uh, basically, Rock Nation provides entertainment services for the NFL, for lack of a better phrase. Um, and Victory is an artist on the Rock Nation label. Uh, so uh, Jay-Z personally selected uh, Victory to do this. Uh, apparently, he was looking for opportunities to give her more exposure. And uh, we just want to honor him for that. So he did his part, and he handed it over to a staff to broker uh, the deal. And uh, I was connected to uh, Seth Dadowski, who is the uh, person in charge of entertainment for the National Football League. And we, we started talking, and they were very excited about Victory performing. Uh, she had performed on two other occasions for the NFL, for the New Orleans Saints and, and New York uh, Giants, um, I believe. And so this was not unfamiliar territory. Uh, we started negotiations. Everything was pretty much set. They said in the initial call that, you know, there was a medical requirement and I won't use the language, uh, for people on the field. I didn't know that that included victory. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, I said, I didn't want to address that in a group setting because to me, that's a very personal thing. Uh, as things went on, I put, you know, I basically uh, asked to have a uh, one-on-one with uh, Seth. And I said, does that include Victory? He said, yes. So I said, okay. So uh, Victory is going to ask that she be exempt on religious uh, grounds. Uh, everybody that knows my family 
uh, know that we're very uh, religious people and very spiritual people. And, and we think about these kinds of things uh, and we take them very seriously. Um, so nobody would be surprised, you know, that if we would exert such an uh, exemption uh, um, request. Uh, he said, uh, you know, I think it'll be all right. I'm going to I'm going to go back. And because he said to me that there are players that are not vaccinated. So it doesn't make to him. He said, you know, it doesn't make sense for us not to accommodate victory if there are players that are not vaccinated. So, oh, uh, by the way, we, we, we can't use the V word I'm on sorry. here. I'm I, sorry. I don't want the YouTube bots to come there with Dr. Christina Parsman. She said that V word. They took that video down within 30 minutes. So okay. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I apologize. So um, uh, when he came back uh, the next day, um, actually, he came uh, through, through a spokesperson and uh, said, uh, no, uh, the Players Association uh, basically was not willing to make the accommodation because they had some deal with the NFL. Uh, and I said, well, that's very unfortunate. Um, uh, after that, I, I basically spoke with Victory. We were both disappointed uh, and, and just thought, well, we'll just move on. Uh, there'll be other opportunities. Uh, and uh, we talked again the next day and we just could not rest because uh, it, it it was just so it was just a it, I mean, it was hard to reconcile that with with common sense. Uh, and then, as we looked at the more at the details, that it was open air stadium, that it was a sold out uh, event, that everybody was not required. I mean, it just looked very, it just looked weird. So um, I challenged it internally first because you know i'm, I'm sticker for for protocol issues like this and uh didn't want something like this to be so public you know so i i said let's huddle together with our uh internal team talk about this see if we can we can elevate this conversation see if if they can make some accommodation that didn't work so i requested to speak to the nfl again their representative and we had a 30 minute or so conversation and it narrowed down to basically an accommodation issue. Uh, I said, I respect your policies. Uh, I didn't want to get into that. That's your prerogative. Uh, but given the circumstances that, uh, that you know, it is an open air field, that it is a single individual singing in, uh, in the middle of the field. If you don't want her to sing in the middle of the field for whatever reason, why can't we put her on the sidelines or possibly uh, – on the first level of the stands so that uh, whatever risk that you think there may be, you know, it can be mitigated. And we went back and forth at the end of the conversation. You basically, basically said that they were not in a position to accommodate victory. Uh, now, the thing that was troubling about this is that, again, uh, we're not talking about a closed air space we're not talking about a space where everybody, uh, and I'm not going to use that word, uh, ha has to, you know, go through that process. We're talking about, uh, we're not talking about a choir. We're not talking about a, a dance troupe. We're talking about a single individual uh, singing in an isolated space. Uh, I mean, we, we could have put up plexiglass. There, there's so many accommodations that could have been made. And I asked him, I said, so basically the reason why there's no accommodation, it looks like it's for aesthetic purposes, artistic purposes, because uh, I can't see why an accommodation can't be be made. I mean, what would be the purpose? And I, I think he basically said, yeah, but this is what we want to do. And we got a right to do it. And, uh, you know, that's it. Uh, and, and, and I thought, wow. So after that, you know, uh, you know, I was very grieved. Uh, and I said, well, we're going to have to go forward because it's not just for us, but for what this implies, the implications here. Uh, NFL is a major corporate citizen in the country. Uh, and I mean, what does this mean? So 
at, at that at that point, I began to consult with other experts, and um, and and then we went to the next the next step. Well, you know what's interesting, and uh, by the way, everybody, I'm talking to John Boyd. He's the father of Victory Boyd, and I told you all about Victory Boyd and what happened with her in the NFL, and uh, basically because she uh, she and her family for religious reasons, uh, are not interested in getting the shot, uh, the injection that you guys know about. Uh, the NFL said uh, they, they basically canceled their contract. So I want everybody to know as you're coming in uh, and you hit the thumbs up button, that's what we're talking about. But you know what's interesting to me, John? I was thinking about this. I was talking to my wife about it. And I said, it's so fascinating when you hear the NFL. So a, a group like the NFL saying, you know, we're deeply concerned about public safety. And that's why we can't bend on this rule, right? You, you know, a mask is not enough. Uh, a, a negative test is not enough. Uh, you have to have this injection. You have to have this shot because we want you. We want everyone to be safe. But then uh, immediately right after that, they're going to have a bunch of grown men slamming into each other <laughs> where 90 something percent of those men are going to have brain damage. Like, you know, CTE and all that. Uh, that that's real. That happens. I think they said 99 percent of all the NFL players have CTE. Now, I'm not attacking that one way or the other but i do think it's 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 almost hilarious when you hear people that uh and not just the nfl it's, it's really country nationwide where there are all these people that are suddenly saying we need black people to do this because we are concerned about their health but these are the very same people that you know feed us food that kills us um you know they black kids get shot up in the hood they don't have anything to say about it you know, black men are, are going through horrible nightmares in prison, you know, being raped in prison right now. Nobody cares about that. Uh, you know, all these health issues are happening, right? Black folks drop like flies. We have a million and one health issues already and a ton of pre-existing conditions. And there, there's been no concern about any of that. It, But suddenly it is, well, we care about you. You know, we want you to get our shot, it, which, by the way, is going to make us a few billion dollars in the process. Uh, that that I know that that's bigger than than just what happened with victory. But what I saw here was that that you your family's experience was a microcosm of what we're seeing nationwide. Uh, just yesterday, Joe Biden made the announcement that says anybody who works for the federal government or even one of the contractors must have that shot in order to uh, to work for those companies. And what I'm seeing here is um, is uh, a type of apartheid, you know, where they are pushing people out of the economic system, you know? So, so it's almost like victory, it, you know, it's almost like God is using your experience to be kind of a, a gigantic microcosm of what's happening nationwide to millions of black people all, all over the, the country. Uh, what are your thoughts on this in terms of where this is going, uh, for, you know, just for the U.S. in general? Well, there are bigger debates here, definitely uh, in play. Um, I, can, I can speak on my opinion of where I think it's going, uh, I, I, I think if I look and if I peer into the future, I'm alarmed. Um, uh, I think there are going to be great battles for lawyers and doctors and scientists and experts to fight. Um, I, uh, I definitely have an opinion on these things, especially as it relates to the economy. Uh, because uh, our people are already uh, very vulnerable and haven't recovered from uh, so many years of slavery and all the subsequent activity that was discriminatory after slavery. Uh, so uh, it, it's it's very unfortunate to have uh, someone like Victory uh, have have a situation like this as she spent most of her life preparing uh, to function in the mainstream economy. Uh, and you know, we, we, we are the first generation of, of my people that have, have reached this, this level of financial stability, and we're not that stable. Uh, it, it, I mean, the implications are all over the place. Uh, and, um, you know, but if, if, if we get back to the simple issue here, which is, which, which was a simple issue of basically accommodation for a big organization to not to be able to do that, I think was heartless, it's absolutely heartless. And I can get on their side and under, understand their point of view, uh, but their point of view has no legs when you look at the fact that the, the stadium was sold out and the fans were screaming and, and, and most, most of them 
uh, uh, probably were on the same side as Victor with respect to uh, their medical choices. Uh, it's so th- th- that defies logic to me. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's just an ex- egregious abuse of power in, in the marketplace. Uh, because if you're going to argue that, then that then then that should be applied equally. Because there's such a thing as equal protection under the law. Uh, if you have a law or rule, it should be it should not be selectively enforced. Or people that are rich or have more talent can escape that law uh, or be exempt. Uh, the other important point is that uh, these exemptions are are put in place for a reason, whether it's medical or religious. Uh, people do have sincerely held deep beliefs, uh, and and uh, they believe. And this country was founded on the principle that our government is not the highest authority; that that God is the highest authority. Uh, it seems to me that that's uh, uh, no longer the case. That Biden is the highest authority, uh, and 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 that's that's something that takes this country. And, and puts it in a realm that I'm not familiar with. And I think a lot of Americans are not familiar because people have always respected the fact that people have their a right of conscience and a right to talk to their God and the right to hear from God. And, uh, and, and that there are diversity of religions, you know, if the Pope says everybody should do this or do that, uh, well, we're not under the Pope, you know, uh, People have uh, different pastors and spiritual leaders. Uh, I doubt that this would be happening if, uh, if you know, if a person, you know, w- was a member of, of, quote unquote, the preferred faith. And mm-hmm. I don't want to even get in that. Uh, but there are politically, politically correct uh, religions in the country. Well, let me uh, ask. Well, let me ask you this. Um, uh, first of all, I want to ask the audience, uh, everybody, uh, as you hit, please hit the thumbs up button, uh, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Black-owned media and black-owned businesses have never been more important. Um, it's more more important than they are right now. So please uh, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, share this video because Victory Story needs to get out there. You all are the distribution uh, system for all of these ideas, right? So we need you all, everybody in here that's got social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, I don't care. Share this. Talk about it. You know, make sure the world knows about this. Please give me a yes in the com- in the confirmation that you will tell somebody about what's going on here uh, because we, we've got to start uh, making sure we have our own grapevine of information to get to each other. Okay. So give me a yes. If you're going to share this uh, with other people. Uh, the other thing I, I was, I, I wanted to kind of um, dig into it. I, I want to just clarify this, uh, John, I know you, you, you mentioned this to me when we talked on the phone. I saw this when I read the article, uh, you and I talked before this podcast, but I want to say it in front of everybody else or ask you this in front of everyone else so we can just be clear. Are you saying to me that they literally gave you no other alternative other than getting the shot? Like there was no other accommodation that could be made? Because I'm t- sitting there thinking about, I, I'll give you an example. I know someone who is uh, very close to me who who wasn't against, who had no you know, moral reason to be against getting the shot. He chose to get the shot. And I believe everyone has that right to make their their own choice, that type of freedom. So he went and he got the first injection and it caused so many heart problems for him that he had to be rushed to the hospital. And it scared him so much that he said, I'm not touching that. And this is, this is not a radical guy. This is not a guy who says, Oh, you know, to heck with the government. He's not that type of person. He's a guy who says, yeah, sure. I'll get, I'll get it. Why not? Right. So what about, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why they're, you know, it, for health reasons, if you, if your body simply cannot withstand that stuff in your body, um, why can't that be an exemption? Like my, my father has a very weak immune system. I don't want him injecting nothing. He ain't got to inject. So, so was there any other option besides you must have this shot if you want to come on the field? No. And the- the thing that's so troubling about this is that this was not an ongoing relationship. This is something that would last a minute and 45 seconds. A, a one-time uh, contractor that's basically passing through on an open-air field. So there's a bigger agenda here. I think they're, they're leveraging their entertainment platform to convince others to comply. Uh, 
you know, there there's some, I think, unfair practices here in terms of as entertainers. And I want to speak to this as entertainers, because I know there are a lot of people in the entertainment community uh, that have uh, taken a lot of money in, in, in order to market and advertise, you know, for a certain point of view. Uh, we have to be responsible because we've even gotten these offers and emails saying, hey, just collaborate with us to get the word out, whatever. Uh, if I, if I be don't believe in something, uh, if I don't understand something, I'm not going to take money to, to, to basically, basically recruit other people to, to send them on something that I myself will not go into. I mean, everybody will make their own uh, this decision about this, uh, but it's troubling to me that the whole black community in terms of, and, and what I mean, I'm speaking in general terms, but a lot of our people are for sale. That's how we got here in the first place. Our brother's selling us out. We can't repeat this. How do we, how do we get here? It was our people that were selling, uh, selling uh, us out on the continent of Africa. Mm. This is, to me, a, a similar thing. Now, it, I mean, if you believe in it, if you've studied it, if you genuinely feel like you can advocate for this, go ahead. But, um, but the people that know and that believe and that refuse to, that have a different point of view. And the only reason why they're pushing it is because uh, they're getting paid. Mm. That's wrong. The other thing that's troubling is that why is victory? Uh, in my opinion, I'm sure I'm, you know, I, I can't say that this analysis is, is across the board, but it seems to me that victory is the only one in her class in the entertainment community that's taking a, a powerful stand like this. Well, the black community is 50, 60 percent of our community has has a different opinion here. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have uh, uh, advocates? Where are the pastors? Where, where are the civil rights people? Even mm -hmm. if the civil, even if they even if they believe in this, it, 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 it's, it becomes an accommodation issue. It becomes uh, a, a process issue. We, we can't give away, right, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's like we don't understand these, understand these things as a people. Well, you know, I, I think that's a great point you just made. And, uh, and actually, I'm going to ask everybody. I, I want to reiterate that point so everybody can know, uh, so, so you can carry this away with you all. I mean, I think you, we really need to ask ourselves. Um, first of all, let, let's do it like this. Let's, I'm, I'm going to take my time on this. How many of you have chosen not to get that shot? And y'all know what I mean when I say that shot. Uh, say say uh, yes if you're going to get it or have gotten it. No if you have not. Um, I put that in the chat, and I want everybody to kind of see the variations in the opinions. Uh, no if you don't want the shot. Yes if you do. Uh, and uh, and I bet you, John, I'm going to see some uh, a, a few yeses, which the yeses are respected completely, but I'm going to see a lot of no's. I see Ashley and Nicole and Jazzle. I see no, 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 will not. I see no, no, hell no. Uh, ain't no way. No, not not in a million years. I, I'm seeing no's everywhere right now. Now, the reason I, I, I did that experiment is to sh sort of make this point. Pay attention now. Th this is really... Um, to me, what, what John's digging into is a very clear definitive statement about the status of black leadership. The fact that you have no leadership. You have a bunch of perched up Negroes who are singing your favorite song, who are performing in movies, who are running for office, who are running churches. And even though the majority of the black community does not want that shot, none of those people are advocating for you. I mean, well, that, let me say something, please. Please go, go ahead. I don't, I don't, don't lose your thought. But just, just think for a second. Even, even if we're all wrong, we deserve a defense attorney. If we were all criminals, the worst criminals at least get an advocate, a counselor. Hmm. That's where the government is, go government is going here. They're going to criminalize this. 
What, what did we hear last night? A whole, we are in the crosshairs as a people of being criminalized. This thing is going to seep into criminal justice, criminal justice and insurance doctrine. Mm. Well, you know what, what's 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 crazy to me, John, is that that you you and your family, for for what I've seen, are kind of out there by yourselves. I mean, they haven't. It's not like there's this slew of celebs stepping up to say this ain't right. You know, I saw I saw India Ari. God bless her. India Ari, by the way is right up there with victory as far as my wife's favorite singers. If, if I had to name her, I just as, as husband practice, I had to learn how to name her top five singers. And Indy Ire was right there. And Alicia pointed out that Indy Ire was one of the first ones to say, I support you. And that really speaks to the fact that she's a woman of principle and, and ethics. And, and but, but what's fascinating to me is that you don't have other celebrities that understand you know, the writing on the wall. They don't understand how that row of dominoes falls over, that 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 trickle-down effect where, look, you're sitting over here watching this this one uh, person get crucified uh, in an unfair way for, for, for making, you know, her own decision. And you don't understand, they're coming after you next. They go, they're going to deal with you next. And I, and, I, and I just really think that that's a point that is, um, it's fascinating. I want everybody to kind of just pay attention to the silence that you have, they they can literally lynch us one by one, take us down once by one, one by one. It's not a physical lynching, but it's it's kind of like a, 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 a taking away opportunities. Like, let's not use that word lynch, but you get the point. So so they can pick us off one by one, and we'll just sit there like some wide eyed, buck eyed, you know, scared scared slaves, and kind of watch it happen and not realize that this is the time for you to step up. This is the time for you to speak up. So where are the celebrities? Where are the where are the preachers? And 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 as you mentioned before, John, which I think is interesting, the, the financial part, it, that gets my obvious attention because I'm a financial guy. Um, it's all about money. Like uh, you have so many of your prominent black folks who will literally say and do anything for money. They will push any product for money. They will deliver any poison to the community for money. That's all that matters is the money. And I think that that really speaks to why we are so oppressed uh, to this day as a people. I don't know. What are your thoughts on what I said, John? Yeah. If this is a legitimate concern, if I have a legitimate concern about the danger of something affecting my community, you don't have to pay me. I'm not getting paid to come on this show. You don't have to pay me to talk about something uh, that affects the, the community. If I, if, because that's natural. If I care, I'll do it out of love. You know, money, our community is being flooded with millions, billions of dollars. But to me, all they would have to do is come to the uh, to the pastors and to the leaders and say, listen, your community is going to be hit and they're going to be in trouble if they don't do this, A, B, and C. Those pastors should say, okay, I'm going to go out there and save my people. No check necessary. The other thing is, it just doesn't make sense to me that that if this is that serious, and it, perhaps it is that serious, but why is the border wide open? Why are we flying 140,000 people into the country? And it's, to me, uh, you know, these people are not being tested. There's no standard. The biggest opportunity, I think, in my opinion, for a person that's not an American citizen even bigger than singing the national anthem uh, would be uh, getting America, getting a, a trip to to the United States and a, and a new beginning, and 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 getting a green card. We're giving people hundreds of thousands of people of people that, and not requiring them, you know, to meet this test. But my daughter can't sing on the field for a minute and 45 seconds. Wow. I think that's a heavy point. And um, I, I will say that this is um, this is interesting. You know, uh, John, I, I've had to try to process this. Um, and, uh, and and the, the thing is that I think that everyone has the right to decide that they want to move forward with those shots. But I, but you can't ignore the concerns people have had. You can't. And w- what I picked up on, you know, because my wife and I, we think a lot. We we take in information and try to process it independently of whatever everybody else is saying. And and 
there's just so many questions, you know, and 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 they're 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 making this point because the story keeps changing in terms of like, okay, we tried this, this didn't work, so now we're gonna try that. Or oh, oh, this thing, but do this, this is gonna be great. And then a few months later, it's like, oh, sorry, this wasn't great. So what I'm sitting here asking myself is over the next two or three years, what other new information are they gonna get? They oh, by the way, sorry, we forget we 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 made a mistake. That thing we gave you a year ago, oh, that's gonna cause cancer. Well, we got something else here that's going to help reverse the, the effects, right? Take this other booster or whatever it is, right? And I think that that is what, where a lot of people are just feeling uh, this anxiety and this concern. And I think it's very legitimate. And uh, what's also interesting is just in that whole conversation, I haven't heard any of those individuals that are advocating for us to get shots really talking about the fact that, the, that a healthy immune system is the number one uh, method to pr- pr- protect yourself against any variant any form of infection right that that you know that they're not talking about the health of the immune system while talking about all these government sponsored solutions with that have limited effectiveness right that they've, they've admitted they like what the um i used to want to um i used to want to get the flu shot and i thought about getting the flu shot and the reason i didn't get the flu shot is they said oh there's a bunch of different variants that might come out and if you get protected against one variant but it's but another one comes out you'll get sick anyway right and so i was like well what's the point i you know I'm, i feel like i'm rolling the dice but one thing I know where I'm not rolling the dice is that if my immune system is strong and I know that I'm healthy and I'm watching what I eat and exercising, that my body itself, that, that God built, you know, this, this thing, this temple that God created has the ability to fight off a lot of infections on its own just by me taking care of what I, what I have already. Right. I, I think that that should be added to the conversation. Um, what are your thoughts on some of that? Well, I think those are good thoughts. Uh, there are a lot of thoughts that people have and reasonable ideas, but uh, this really healthy debate and exchange of ideas is being chilled and, and, and suppressed. And I don't know how we arrive at the best conclusion uh, if, uh, if people are not allowed to, to speak freely and, and to go through the process of discovery. Uh, and, you know, I just want to say that our position was not a position against the shot. It was an issue of we have the right to consult with our with God. We have the right to go through the deliberative process of discovery, of investigation, of personal research. Uh, a lot of this coercion, uh, a, a, a lot of this force uh, is, is causing even great uh, alarm because it, it, it really is familiar and, 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 and it, it really uh, causes us to really step back and say, why, why do you have to use so much force like this? Uh, there's a case, uh, one of the tragedies in, in Supreme Court history uh, called the Buck v. Bell case. And, 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 and uh, Oliver Holmes Jr. was the Supreme Court justice that, that basically championed this case. But uh, whole parts of, of, of the South and parts of America were, were sterilized on, on this whole notion of feeble-mindedness. And uh, basically, one individual started this, and it infected the whole, you know, the, the whole court system, the, the government. Basically, social workers were going in people's homes, basically, uh, you know, uh, writing a report that somebody was, you know, needed to be sterilized just because of, you know, their, their feeling that they were not that intelligent. And that just shows you how a whole system, a whole government, a whole nation can be led astray. Uh, the fact that so many people are doing something is not necessarily uh, an indication that it's the right thing to do. That's, that's one of the tragedies of, of American history uh, uh, as far as, you know, our government is concerned. We don't hear a lot about that, uh, but I, I, I suggest you know that your your uh, your followers would take a look at that case. And that case will, is is really you know a very big tragedy. Tragedy. So my point was that uh, whatever the science is, it has to be evaluated, and it takes time for for it to be evaluated on its merits. This is an unproven situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, we don't know what the, what the effects will be. We just want to take a little more time. And, uh, we feel like the Lord is leading us to, to, to have that, uh, that caution and, and to do our homework. Uh, 
but we're not being allowed that. And I think that, that that's the tragedy here. We have to do this now. Everybody got to do this now. Mm. Uh, or we're going to die. Uh, right. And the reason why people are dying is because it's it, because you're not doing it. I live in the state <laughs> of Wyoming. I'm in Wyoming, Cody, Wyoming right now. Most of the people around here don't do that, are not doing that. This is, you know, it's, it, there are huge parts of the country where, I mean, people on the, on the East Coast and West Coast that live in, in a certain bubble, you know, they, it may look, you know, like everybody's doing that, which I know that's not the case, but there are huge areas of the country where uh, it, it's really, people are not thinking like that. And uh, so I, I just think that I'm not trying, trying to say I'm the expert and people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody's doctor and everybody should listen to me concerning their medical conditions. I'm saying, don't, don't listen to me concerning yours, right? But I'm not going to listen you to you concerning mine, because mm. because because this is a personal decision, and mm-hmm. it, this is a sacred decision, uh, and God is going to hold us accountable for what we do with our bodies. That's very clear. So all I'm saying is just give us more time. When you know, if you if you're convinced that you're doing the right thing, good for you. But give give us more time. We may or may not decide that. Uh, but we're intelligent people, and and we can make up our own minds. Yeah, and I, and I agree. And uh, by the way, everybody, I'm talking to John Boyd, the father of Victory Boyd. Uh, Victory was in the news this week because the NFL decided to cancel uh, her singing of the national anthem at a nationally televised game this week. It's a very big deal. Uh, and they canceled it because she refused uh, to get the jab for religious reasons. And her family is standing strong, and uh, a lot of you are standing with them, and I applaud you for doing that. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, I'm going to share something real quick uh, just to give a perspective on black folks in terms of us uh, really talking about health. Uh, and, and, and you're right, John. I think that no matter what your opinion is on the shot, getting it or not getting it, uh, one of the things that we can all agree on is that even if none of us ever got the shot, which I'm not telling people to do it or not do it, um, this idea that you're all going to die if you don't do this is nonsense or that most of you are going to die. No, it's 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 like, you know, it's like one out of every maybe four or five hundred people. Right. And uh, and the thing is that if you're black and you grew up, say, in a uh, south side of Chicago, you know that every day in south side of Chicago or west side of Chicago, about one in every four or five hundred people are going to die. Right. Because there's violence, there's guns everywhere, you know, kids getting shot in the street. Uh, babies being shot by stray bullets. So, but there are people who who still realize that life must go on. We're not going to abandon uh, our city because there one in four hundred of us are going to die. We're not going to not leave the house uh, because one in four hundred of us is going to die. We're not going to not get in our car because whatever. So, so, so in a way, uh, what's interesting to me is, uh, and I think a lot of people can understand this and agree with this point, even if you're not agreeing with whatever your opinion is on the shot. This, this there is an argument to be made that maybe this was exaggerated a bit, right? This was not a virus that was killing 20% of the population. This was a virus that millions of people were getting, and uh, and and one out of every few hundred what was dying, and usually that person was a senior citizen or a person who had a pre-existing condition. And so um, so I want to share something with you guys that uh, was stated by Nuri Muhammad uh, from the Nation of Islam, very smart brother. He's going to be at the All Black National Convention, by the way, along with uh, John and his daughter and his family. They're, we're going to we're making arrangements right now. We're 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 in, but but we're we're not going to force you to get no shots to go on stage at the convention, John. So don't worry about that. We we all we're all covered there. And um and I want to share this with, with you guys. It's on my Instagram. My Instagram is the Real Boys Watkins. If you guys want to follow, uh, and let me share this post with you. Hopefully, I can share it right. So here's what Brother Nuri said that I thought is is really interesting in a profound statement, and he said. Uh, Dear black people, whether it's McDevil's, Murder King, White Casket, Taco Hell, Long John Killers, Sick Filet, Sintucky Fried Chicken, practice social distancing from these places. They are selling pre-existing condition combo meals. (laughs) 
And so, so I thought that was a really uh, hilarious and brilliant. I mean, Nuri is an absolute genius, which is why I'm honored that he's speaking at the convention. I have tremendous respect for this brother, and and but he's making a a, a really profound statement there to say, um, let's go. If if if, if you're gonna do it, either you're gonna aim for health or, or not aim for health. You know, you can't go and and ruin your body, ruin your immune system, give yourself a long list of pre-existing conditions. And then somehow think that a shot is going to suddenly cure all of that and fix all of that. That that doesn't make any sense. That's big pharma talking. Big pharma says, take this shot, take this pill. Everything's going to be okay, but don't take any responsibility. We want you to take all these medications, but we don't want you taking no responsibility for what you're putting into your body, what you're allowing other people to feed you because they are poisoning you. And then you're dying from the poison. You're not just dying from the, the virus is simply taking advantage of the fact that there, that you've made yourself vulnerable to the virus, right? You know, so so you've left your house wide open, and the criminal came by and walked in your house and took everything out because you left the door unlocked, right? So ultimately, what I'm saying to you all is, you got to lock the door, right? Uh, sure, we can talk about ways to kind of handle uh, the virus and all that. Jab, no jab is up to you, but I don't really care what medication you take, what jab you get. If you ain't taking care of your immune system, if you're stacking yourself up with pre-existing conditions, walking around, you know, feeling like obesity is body positivity and doing everything you can to kill yourself, then it doesn't matter what you do at that point. You're probably going to be vulnerable. So that's my little PSA, my little statement on this. John, I'll let you get the last word on, on, on this and, and uh, feel free to share anything you'd like for, for us to know. I just uh, One other point that is very important is that people understand the role of private equity and the financial uh, motivation and incentive structure in our economies, in the global economy. Uh, if this was purely a governmental uh, thing uh, and it was purely for the concern of people, but this is not that. Um, uh, again, I'm not making a, a decision uh, or an opinion about you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's right or wrong or anything like that. All I know is that there are a lot of people making money and there are a lot of people motivated to expand their market share. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the big pharma or all the companies uh, and all the suppliers, um, uh, you know, a lot of companies realized a long time ago, the best way to guarantee long term profitability is through getting the government uh, to mandate the buying of their products. Uh, because people, when people have choices and, and when there's competition and, 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 and when their product really comes under test and scrutiny and, and lawsuits can be filed, uh, that's an uncertain thing to invest in. But the best investment is an investment that is a necessity item that is mandated by the government that people that really removes choice out of the out of the dynamics of a relationship. Uh, if you were to look at this purely from that, not even making it have an opinion on whether it's right or wrong or whether uh, uh, the substance work or not, just on profit motive alone. It should bring to your mind big questions. Because people are not. Profits are not stagnant. People don't want to make profits on 10 people when they can make profits on a thousand or a million. And they continually want to grow their market share. What's on the table here is the whole world of citizens. Billions of people having to be repeat customers because this is not going to just be uh, jab one or jab two. Already in Australia, they're talking about jabs every four, five, six months or a year. Just think about from a financial standpoint what that means. It's it's really boils down to a really great profit situation. And if I'm sitting in the seat as an executive of a company that supplies this, this becomes a new currency, in my opinion. I mm. It disguises the limit. Mm. And I can buy off all the politicians and all the regulators. Everybody would be getting paid because nothing would come between me and the outcome of the trillions of dollars that I could make from this. 
Mm. I'm not saying that's the gospel. But what I'm saying is human human behavior in the business arena is human behavior, and it has not changed since the beginning of time. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. There's something evil about the way that this is being handled. And I just want our people to wake up, especially our leaders. I'm so disappointed. Mm. Well, you know, uh, it's um, when you talk about that money thing, you know, um, money is a drug, you know, and and money um, has really undermined, um, you know, uh, the 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 autonomy and the morality of the way our government officials make decisions and. And I was sharing with everybody uh, as you were speaking that, that that thought you had was 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 a great thought. So I said, let me just Google real quick to find out a little bit about how much money Big Pharma has been making from, uh, you know, from all these government shots and everything else. And and according to Forbes, uh, they said that the before the pandemic, Big Pharma had been easing out of uh, the the business of of getting the shots. I'm not going to use the V word, but they had actually been getting away from that. They said by 2019, the major makers of those shots supply in America had dwindled to a handful of large companies, Merck, San, Sanofi, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, uh, and because they were only used once or twice. And so this was a not a recurring business model, a recurring revenue stream that they could lean on long term to maintain the corporate growth expected by their shareholders. So uh, here's, here's the deal. So they said that the White House needed a whopping amount of money to coax these companies to research and test and then produce hundreds of millions of doses. They initially asked for, and Congress rapidly appropriated $10 billion. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Operation Warp Speed, the U.S. government's uh, relief program, would dole out $22 billion to Big Pharma. The amounts of money were the kinds of sums normally seen in the smaller defense budget line items, but were massive for a public health project. $2.5 billion to Moderna. billion to AstraZeneca, half a billion dollars to Johnson & Johnson, and $1.6 billion to a small company named Novavax. Only Pfizer opted out of ponying up uh, to to the the trough at first. It didn't want to devote resources to coordinating with the U.S. government on its work. In July, Pfizer signed a $1.95 billion deal to sell 100 million doses uh, of its its two-shot injection uh, enough for 50 million people. It will be the first to reach American arms. The the price per double shot, about $40, is comparable to the price per shot of uh, of the shots they get for the flu. By February, the government had ordered 300 million doses from Moderna with its first shipment of 100 million priced at $30 per double shot dose. Cheaper than Pfizer, partly because the U.S. had forked over nearly a billion dollars to Moderna research. So, so this is so. So, I'm reading this out of Forbes. Uh, the title of the article is "How the." Uh, and I'm not going to say the the the, the uh, some of these words because the YouTube bots get triggered. But uh, basically, it's um, called "How the um, the Vaccine Injected Billions into Big Pharma and Made Its Executives Very Rich." It's right there in Forbes. I encourage you to do the research. And so, uh, I'm not telling you all what to do and what not to do. I know some people get mad at freedom of speech. Uh, some people get mad about uh, freedom of choice. Uh, some people feel that I'm supposed to do what all these other stupid uh, public figures are doing, which is take some money to tell you to go do what the government tells you to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell you to do what the government tells you to do. I'm not going to tell you to do what Boyce tells you to do. I'm not going to tell you to do what what John Boyd tells you to do. I'm going to tell you to do what you told you to do after you do the research. And And, and, and I'm just saying that, there has to be a broader conversation, and it's not happening. So uh, I want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. And uh, thank you, John, for um, for standing strong. Uh, I know you're a man of integrity, and you have principles, and I respect that. And uh, I wish you good luck with your family. Is there anything anybody can do uh, to s- show support? Uh, I know everybody should follow Victory. It's Victor- at Victory Boyd on uh, Instagram, right? Yes, on Instagram and the sound the sound of Victory uh uh, just go and buy up all her music, you you know, and support her. Uh, and then we're going to support uh, Dr. Boyce for the uh, All Black National Convention. Uh, I really have a, a lot of respect for his brother and, and uh, for the principles that that he stands on. So, uh, you know, 
uh, everybody did the research. Uh, you know, final thing, we uh, a few top regulators at FDA just resigned a week or so ago, and uh, just uh, this is the kind of thing I, I'm looking at, looking at. You know, that causes me a, a little concern. You know, uh, so uh, but. Yeah, Dr. Boyce, I appreciate the time, and 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 uh, I, I I just think it's important for us to, as a people, uh, really uh, put on our discernment hat so we can really see what's going on. Yeah, well, you know what? I know everybody in here supports you, and uh, I would like everybody to go and uh, right now on Instagram, give me a yes to confirm that you're going to go do this. Uh, if you have Instagram, go follow uh, Victory Boyd and also follow the sound of victory. Uh, we must come together. We must support each other. Uh, you ain't got to pay no money. Just pay attention and uh, and let, let them know. I mean, because remember, they're out here on they you. I, I want everybody to understand the sacrifice that this family just made. I mean, think about this. You know, this is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of money on the line. National television exposure. You got Jay-Z and Rock Nation behind you. You got to deal with a lot of that. And I'm not even going to begin to try to speculate on the, the magnitude of complications that occurs when you make a decision to stand on principle like that. So they need the community. I need y'all to consciously give me a yes to the chat to confirm that you are going to consciously not just support them, but share their story. Let the world know that, that there are people that have their back. You cannot sit here and passively allow this to occur. You must step out into the line of fire with them because they can't take us all out. Right. So 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 let's just please do that because it's extremely important. And also, as John mentioned, uh, his family will be at the all black national convention with that's going this this, uh, you know, this this conversation is going to be a big conversation at the convention, the health, the black health conversation. Uh, and so uh, it, and it doesn't matter if you got the shot or don't or, or believe everyone should get it. We want to hear from you, too. We want to hear from everybody that has a perspective because we believe in freedom of speech. So we're going to meet in Orlando, October 29th through November 1st. You can get your passes at allblacknationalconvention.com. The URL is on the screen. I hope you will join us. So thank you very much, John. It's always great to talk to you, brother. Thank you. Take care. All right. All right. And uh, God bless everybody. Please have a wonderful day. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.